Welcome to episode 51 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we interview the legendary Bill Mosley himself. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kyle. And we are super excited because we have our first celebrity guest interview. Yeah, we are interviewing the legendary Bill Mosley himself. Chop Top. Uh, yeah, from classic roles like Chop Top, uh, Otis Driftwood, is that his name? Otis from B. Driftwood. That? From the, uh, now the trilogy. trilogy. What are they called? The Firefly trilogy. Firefly Firefly family, right? Trilogy. So yeah, it's, it's this is pretty exciting for us. One thing, though, we are going to talk about before we get into the interview. I don't want to say that we <laughs> fucked up, because I think it's mostly on Kyle. But, uh, <laughs> we, we fucked up. We'll take the hit together. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit how this whole thing happened. The truth is, I mean, I'm not trying to tutor horn and act like we're a big podcast, but we have had a chance to interview various people throughout the years. Uh, Daniel mm-hmm. Harris, Tony Todd. Dave Zanko, Adam Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I guess we're just too lazy to look into it. Yeah. We've just never... We do all our interviews, unlike a lot of people that do it through Skype over phone, we do all of our podcast recording at my house, and we all get together. We've tried to keep it like that. We didn't want it to be one of those podcasts where, you know, we're... People calling in and... uh, They're just not into it. You know, we want it to be like, we're going to come and have fun with this thing. Well, an excuse to see our friends is really what it comes down to. Exactly. That that was pretty much how this whole podcast started. So when it came to that... We were like, well, what do we do with that? And can we do that? And we're both busy people, so yeah. it's, it's hard to find time. Like, you know, it took a lot of research to figure out how to do this. Now, here's the thing. We did figure it out. We had it. And we had it perfect. But when the recording went in, we did one small little change, and that change everything. fucked up everything. So, unfortunately, the only recording we have is the recording of the voice coming from the speaker of the phone into the microphone, which is kind of far away. This audio was barely there. And to even get this to the point where y- you guys could listen to it, we had to like really jack it up. I, I, what we're pretty much trying to say is the quality is shit. Yeah. We apologize. We thought long and hard to we even bother releasing this. This is It's kind of embarrassing. It sucks that Bill Mosley wastes his time yeah. with us. I mean, it was awesome. It was, really cool. It was actually really cool for us <laughs> in a way. But yeah, it was one of those things. Did we release it? In the end, we decided, you know what? The quality is not great, but we'll put a warning at the front. If you guys don't want to listen to it, if you listen 10 seconds into it and it's not good for, to your ears, yeah. we understand. I mean, I don't even know if as a listener, I would continue listening, yeah. to be quite honest. But I thought it was kind of a fun experience that for us. Guy and there was. is charming as hell. Oh, he man. was so charming. It and he is an interview. He's such like an insightful fella. Yeah, he gave some really cool answers. I don't know. I just thought it was a. Yeah. Fun, interesting interview. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we weren't really that experienced with either. It's like you get ten minutes, and that is that's it. it. So you got it's like we had all these questions planned. It's like when you get into it, it's like no, you're adjusting on the fly because you're kind of changing it to how he answered mm-hmm. the questions, and you know you're gonna have to cut some. And they even come on like at a certain mark and give you a warning in the middle of while you're talking. And it's just kind of, it's really a stressful. Like you're already a little bit yeah. stressed because you're talking to a celebrity. You're talking to Bill Mosley. <laughs> and then, you know, you add on that pressure and then we're doing this for us this time. It was like a new well, technology, I yeah. guess, experience recording. So I don't know. There, there was a lot on us. So 
It was a learning, uh, learning. Exactly. Project. I think you know it was kind of a, a virgin experience for us. Mm-hmm. He was gentle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like now that we broke the cherry, hopefully we'll get some yeah. more interviews, and I think next time we'll be a little bit more confident. We kind of understand a little bit more how it works, and I think we can definitely nail that quality. We'll see if that happens. I'm not going to promise anything, but yeah. uh, I will say too, we're not going to become that show where every month we're interviewing people that we don't care about. We're watching mm-hmm. films that we don't care about. I mean, that's why a lot of these, Tony Todd would have been cool, Daniel Harris, but yeah. there's been a lot that's like, I don't know these people. I'm not, I'm really not wasting an episode in time to this. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but even that day I had to get off work to record this. Yeah. So anyways, all this is pretty much us just trying to apologize. We hope you enjoy this interview. Uh, yeah, it, it was a great time. We hope you enjoy Three From Hell. Yeah, exactly. Actually- the, the, the other thing is we got to see Three From Hell like a month in advance, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to talk about that quite yet. We will do a review for it later on, but there is a, a review embargo, so we'll review it when we can. Yeah. Um, yeah, before we get in the interview, I guess we'll throw up the trailer of the film yeah. and kind of give you a preview so when he's talking about it, you have an idea. The tickets for this event are on sale September 16th, 17th, and 18th nationwide. It's going to be, I guess, a Fathom, Fathom events. Uh, so if you go to fathomevents.com forward slash three from hell, you can find all the information there. So it isn't going to be a big re- release. It's going to be a three-day event, but I'm sure then it will probably play across yeah. maybe some smaller venues. I know it's getting a Blu-ray, I think, in the UK uh, this fall. So maybe one will come to North America shortly after. But if you do want to see it in the big screen, uh, you know, it is the big finale. Well, yeah. who knows? Maybe it, it won't, isn't the finale. I was thinking that, actually. We actually talk a little bit about that in the interview. But yeah, um, yeah anyways... We don't want to make this too long. We're going to keep this episode short. The interview itself, like we said, is just under 10 minutes. Maybe it's around 10 minutes. He was actually ready, it seemed like, to talk longer. But they came in and cut him off. I guess he has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He probably has lined up. But anyways, we apologize for the uh, quality, but I think it's an interesting and fun interview. He's awesome. And uh, yeah, so we're going to play the trailer from Three From Hell. And then I guess we'll just cut right into the interview. The interview. And then we'll be back at the end just to say our goodbyes. So here you go. Hope you enjoy. The search for the fugitives known as the Devil's Rejects resulted in a violent clash with police. Chances for survival are less than a million to one. There's no justice in this world. I am justice. They're trying to blame us, but we didn't do it. Free the three. 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 <laughs> now we can have a real dead the dead. Any <laughs> last words? I'm just a clown dancing for the sins of mankind. Did I just go? This is my death factory. You are the product. I love it. Did you miss me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the star wish I 
Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking time out of your day to chat with us. I'm Kyle and uh, this is Maddie. Hello, man. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to chat up. We're big fans of you uh, going back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre days, uh, which is one of your earlier films. And yeah, we just wanted to talk about your new one coming out in a couple weeks, uh, Three from Hell. Today is the 33rd anniversary of the release of Texas Chainsaw 2. Oh, crazy. We never even... 33 years, eh? Oh, crazy. <laughs> well, one thing we always ask our guests for the first question is, uh, how, how did you get into horror films? Was there a, a, a film that you saw as a child that resonated with you, or was it uh, later on in life that you got into them? Or I was always into them as a kid. Um, you know, like all kids love monsters. I remember going over to my uh, grade school classmate, uh, Christopher English. Uh, had a, he was a sickly kid who was always like, he was allergic to milk, you know, one of those kids, <laughs> third or fourth grade. He was a lactard. Yeah. His dad was um, the owner of a jazz magazine called Downbeat. And uh, Christopher invited a bunch of us kids over to his house for a movie. And his dad actually had like a 16 millimeter projector, a screen, and we sat in the living room of their house. That is awesome. John Lee wrote and watched uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a favorite of ours. What a hell of a way to see that, like, for the first time. Uh, I was six. <laughs> uh, took me in New York City to see the first run uh, screening of uh, The Blob. Oh, that is amazing. It really freaked me out. Were you in the uh, remake? I to see Crystal Lake, Illinois, back in, you know, whenever it came out. <laughs> My mom took me to see The Fly and The Return of the Fly double feature. Oh, okay. That was completely insane. So by then, by the time I was in grade school, I, I was already four five. <laughs> so yeah, definitely you started out at an early age there. One thing we wanted to talk about, getting back together, I guess this is 10 years later after The Devil's Rejects. Were you surprised when Rob contacted you for this? Because the way the last film ended, it seemed like that might have been it. Was that a, a surprise when he told you that he had plans for a third film in the in the franchise? Oh, it, it did, actually, because uh, I really thought uh, Sid Hague and I uh, you know, had done a lot of horror conventions together in the interim. And, uh, you know, when someone would ask Sid or me whether we're going to get a third one and we would look at each other and we would count together and say and we'd say no and then the person would say why and then we'd say because we're fucking dead <laughs> and um, we really thought of it then I thought about it and I thought you know what um, we are actually alive for three from hell thanks to the poor marksmanship of the Rubsville Sheriff's Department <laughs> a lot of blind guys working for that department, eh? Blockade at the end of Devil's Rejects, they were shooting at us, but I guess, you know, they just are such bad shots that, uh, you know, we managed to actually survive. I like that a, a lot, because it's you know, the, the, the cheap-ass Hollywood device, which is somebody wakes up and goes, wow, what a weird dream. <laughs> it's like the worst. And then the second, the second alternative was... Um, that we did die, went to hell, and then the devil rejected us. And then, of course, that would make us supernatural, so that kind of screws things up. But I guess... So I love the fact that we survived the, the bullets and, uh, you know, we're back on our feet. Yeah, I think he definitely did it the, the best way. I, I was kind of 
concerned how he was going to pull that off, but five minutes in the film and you're not thinking twice about it. One thing I wanted to mention, you were, you were talking about the cops and your character Otis is kind of a horrible, despicable person that you're not really supposed to like, but somehow Rob Zombie almost has the audience rooting for him. You're actually one of the more likable guys. Usually the, the cops and the, the people trying to stop you are almost more despicable than you. What is it like playing a character that is kind of, how is it like tackling both sides where you kind of have to do these terrible things, but then you're kind of like witty and, and almost as strange as it is to say likable at times? Uh, I think it's probably it's, it's true of most human beings. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just the Otis, it's really because he acts out all of the, the bad stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, we have a little, little bit in us, a little bad, so there's certainly nothing, you know, that different about Otis. I uh, can Otis doesn't have any remorse, and Otis doesn't really have, um, you know, he doesn't have, I wouldn't call it, uh, I would call it impulse control. Like, if he wants to kill somebody, he just kills them. He doesn't really spend a lot of time thinking about it. Uh, so, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, a fun to play on the screen, but uh, if you try to do that in real life, they're lined up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, as, as an actor, I mean, you know, how much fun would that be to play a character? Yeah. Uh, it was very funny because when I first uh, started, uh, when Rob wanted me to play Otis in House of Horses, I really thought that he wanted kind of a warmed-over chop top. Uh, but he, he, Rob saw something that I didn't see, which was this, you know, kick-ass guy, you know, uh, but, you know, attractive, you know, you know guy like a, like a badass cowboy kind of guy. And um, I never saw that in myself. Bob did, which I'm very grateful for. I really identified a lot more with the chop top. Skinchy <laughs> up in the shoulders, scratching my head plate, you know, weird stuff, you know. But <laughs> I never saw myself as Otis. Until Rob, you know, got me there. You know, at first with the House Without Some Corpses and then Devil's Rejects. Uh, even though it's been 14 years since uh, the Rejects, um, I found that it was pretty easy to slip back into Otis's skin. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to make sure that I, you know, did justice to Otis from Devil's Rejects, but also really, you know, made uh, Otis, uh, you know, a character who's been in jail for 14 years, thinking more for 14 years and uh, you know, really you know, keep him up to date and uh, you know, thanks to Rob's cool script that was pretty easy to do Yeah, you mentioned uh, a cow- your character as a cowboy and I, th- I watching the three films, it they kind of all have their own style. The first film's more of a straight horror film, I find. The second one's kind of a grindhouse. And this third film almost has a prison, but even the, the last half, almost a Western vibe to it. Was that important to you, that you're not just remaking the same film over and over again? It seems like even though this is a series of films, every film has its own feel and style to it. Absolutely. I mean, I thought this one especially, uh, it was great that it heralded the arrival of uh, uh, Richard Brake's character, Foxy. I thought he was uh, really a great addition to the family. And also, I think it really marks, uh, I, I thought it really uh, showed off uh, what a, what a good actor uh, Sherry Zombie is. You know, a lot of times her character in the first two, you know, had that, that laugh and she was she was sexy and deadly, but uh, she, I, I thought in this one she really was more mature. I thought she really was very cool and deadly and scarier than ever. 
so I thought I thought it was great that uh, you know that Rob gave her you know more to lift and that she you know, really did it very easily and very well. Yeah, she definitely has an arc in this film. With Rob Zombie, I believe is this your fifth or sixth film together? I believe it's your sixth. Uh, yeah, we did uh, Devil's Rejects, uh, Halloween, uh, very short stint on Halloween too. I did uh, uh, the Grindhouse, you know, the Werewolf Woman of the SS. Yeah. And uh, so this is number six. Not to mention a couple of uh, music videos too. Okay, nice. At this point, do you even have to read the script, or do you just kind of trust him? Is it just you know he it's going to be a good film, or do you still read it and make sure that the film does fit you? Uh, are you talking about whether, whether or not I take the job? <laughs> yeah, like if, if Rob, is it pretty much an immediate yes when Rob Zombie asks you to do a, a role in his film? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is like year nineteen, and we shot, uh, yeah, we did shoot uh, the House of Thousand Corpses in two thousand. So it's, it's a long and you know, good relationship. Uh, we don't have to really, there's no getting to know you. We have a pretty good shorthand understanding of you know, what the job at hand is and how to tackle it. Uh, it's great to work with Rob. He's actually a very chill guy, even though you think that you know, he you know, probably you know, tortures, he has a torture chamber in his basement of the TV day for all I've done. <laughs> Did that relationship start through your music interest? You were in the band with uh, Buckethead. Cornbugs. Cornbugs. Uh, did you did you meet through that, or did was he a fan from uh, Chop Top, or did you just go uh, apply for the part? And Rob was a total Chop Top fan. He was also he was a Buckethead fan. But uh, our relationship started on Buckethead and Chop Top. You know, I met him when I was dressed as Chop Top and made up as Chop Top. And I was in seeing a uh, Universal Studios in-house horror award show called the Igo Awards back in October '99, nice. and uh, Rob got one of the awards. Oh well. He came out and freaked him out. He told me later that uh, he said that he was backstage listening to me. He said, "Yeah, guy's doing a pretty good job, job." <laughs> then he came out of stage and realized, "Holy shit, it's job, job!" Wow. So that freaked him out, and uh, a month after I met him, it was. Then girlfriend Sherry, now wife, and his parents were there because he had never won an award before. <laughs> He'd been up for Emmys and all kinds of different things, but never, you know, uh, whatever the music awards are, the Grammys, excuse me, uh, he'd never won one. Oh, wow. He was happy to win an award, and uh, about a month later, I got a call from his manager. So that was November of 99, asking me, telling me that Rob had gotten his script to House of a Thousand Works as green lighted. And would I like to be in it? And of course, I said, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the script, and uh, now the rest is history. Awesome. I don't know if we have time for one last question, but we did see that you you were starred in one of our favorite films, Army of Darkness. I was surprised to see that you played the kind of the bizarro version of Bruce Campbell in that film. What was it like working with Bruce and, and Sam Raimi on that? It was a lot of fun. I 
I did not play Eagle Ash. A lot of people think I did. I was actually the new captain of the Army of the Dead, so oh, okay. I was a successful charge on the castle. I had, a, I had an iPad. I was not Eagle Ash. Okay, yeah. In my saddle, which really was good because we had three takes of uh, you know, a horse charge. Um, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't see anything. It was four in the morning, and I was towing a second horse with a rubber skeleton in the saddle. <laughs> Glad I survived. Uh, I love that movie. And, uh, you know, I, I love working with Sam Raimi. I think he's really one of the funniest guys. He's also an actor. So that really helps in working with a director who you know, knows what it's like in front of the camera. Uh, but I love Bruce Campbell. I love Sam Raimi. And, uh, you know, that was just, uh, and I got that job. And it's really one of the happiest days of my life. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thanks man. a lot. We appreciate you taking time out of your day, and uh, yeah, all, all the success. Work, all right, well, more to come, and thank you very much, guys. Thank right. you. Take care of yourself. Bye. You see what I mean? Like, he's like a charming fella, right? Uh, it was awesome. So, yeah, again, guys, we uh, this is the 10th time we've apologized, but I do feel bad about it. Yeah. But um, Thanks for listening. I, yeah. I shoot you'll be rewarded with some uh, interesting stories. For, yeah, exactly. Uh, for putting your ears through that The shit. quality may have not your, yeah, your been kind. Your but your brain's... <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, exactly. So, mm. anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Like I said, we hope to have some more in the future. But uh, for now, we got a lot of exciting episodes for you guys. We've been promising these for a while, but they are all done. They're ready. They're in the can, and they're coming out. You're gonna have an exciting September. We just came in hard with our big fiftieth, uh, almost a three-hour epic covering our top fifty anthology segments. Hopefully, you guys really enjoyed that. Boom, we got this interview, which is kind of cool. And now we're going to deliver a whole chunk of episodes leading up to October and our big Shocktober series that is my favorite time of the oh, year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Movie City Maniacs, we took a bit of a vacation there, but we're, we're coming we're back, back strong. Baby. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy all this content coming up. So you can get a hold of us uh, if you want to give us shit about this interview. Email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Hit us up on a Movie City Maniac at Twitter. No, we don't really use Twitter. Yeah. And uh, one day we'll figure that out. Do you understand Twitter at all? Because I no. have no idea what's going on half the time. No. All right. We had Dan running it, and he yeah. got bored of it after yeah. a week or two. Anyways, and you can find us on Facebook. That's where I'm usually the most on there, because I'm an old guy. Everyone keeps on telling me why you're on Facebook. That's what my mother's on. <laughs> I'm still kicking and it's because I like talking to people's mothers. I'm still kicking <laughs> it on MySpace. Is that cool? <laughs> Anyways, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a like page and a group page. The group page is where all the discussion happens. But uh, yeah, we're excited for the month ahead. And then the month after that, we're even more excited. So two months so much of shit. tons of episodes coming up. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay hey. scared. And we'll be back shortly. Bye. Welcome to a very special episode of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm uh, Maddie. I like how you pause there. You're like, uh, who am I? Uh, I'm Kyle. <laughs> I don't know who I am. I know where I've been, motherfucker. <laughs> Wait.